Bartu, where are you? Oh, there you are. Well, if you come over here, you'll find a wonderful surprise. You'll have to plug into the central computer to hear what it is. That's right. No, it's not a phase vector. It's your Christmas present. Ho, ho, hello there. I'm Rowan Williams. <laughs> I'm Baz McAllister. Baz, so this is Christmas. Yeah. Let's talk. What have uh, we done? What have we done? Exactly. <laughs> Big year 2018. Another but, year over, a new one just begun. Actually, that's New Year. I'd like to correct you in those lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's let's take a quick look. I mean, you know, this episode, we're going to look at what we're looking forward to uh, unwrapping from mm. Lucasfilm in, in, in 2019. Uh, but let's take a quick look back at 2018. I mean, who's on our nice list for 2018? Uh, you know, it was a great year in a lot of ways for, for Star Wars fans. But I think at the, at the top of the nice list um, should be Ryan Johnson. Because... Here, here. Here, yeah. Because yeah. 20, 20, no, 2018 really was the... Uh, the year of the, uh, you know, the the last Jedi hangover, and Ryan Johnson handled it about as gracefully as as anybody could. Um, yeah, you know, this is the film we both we're we're both uh, we've both been singing its praises since day one. Um, still can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, and yeah. but that's the thing. So much of fandom can't stop thinking about it. People yeah. are still arguing over it in December. Um, you know, this is the film that came out in. In December, in de- exactly, <laughs> exactly, uh, and you know, and when when Solo came out, it was almost like, oh, did that, did that happen? Because it came out and it sort of came and went, and then everyone just went straight back to talking about the Last Jedi. Yeah, um, and and Ryan Johnson, you know, through through all that, was always like really sort of gracious to fans on on social media, mm-hmm. and um, just had to put up with a lot of stuff that like. Yeah, your average person does not have to on social media. He didn't tweet anything that got him fired. Just he didn't up. tweet anything that got him fired, and in fact, he was careful to go back and delete all his old tweets yeah. ju- just in case just there in was case. anything there yeah. that could get him fired. Um, and you know, big year for him as well. He got married mm-hmm. to uh, to uh, Karina Longworth, a great uh, film writer. So yeah, it's um, and and uh, and podcaster. Um, so yeah, great uh, great year for Ryan Johnson, but also definitely on the on the nice list for Star yeah. Wars fans, I think. Um, and so many people have had you know pleasant interactions with Ryan Johnson, which is great. Um, also on the nice list, I think Ron Howard has to be on there. Yeah, um, came into a unenviable situation, I suppose, with the you know coming on to replace Lord and Miller on on Solo back in uh, twenty seventeen. Yeah. It was like Richard Lester coming into Superman, <laughs> to Superman uh, to... except he didn't make a mess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know he he did a uh, you know I was one of many people who was very skeptical when he was announced as uh, as the new director just because his style is so different. Yeah. to Lord and Miller's. Um, but I you know I think he did a great job with the film. I think we both agree. Yeah, it was, definitely. Was one of the one of the uh, well. I suppose all the new, the modern Star Wars films have been good, but it's definitely one of my favourites of the yeah. of the whole saga so far. Another champion on Twitter as well, Ron Howard. He had to cop a lot of stuff, and yeah, um, and likewise, you know, John Kasdan and you know the writer, the co-writer, had yeah. to cop a lot of stuff on Twitter, and they've both been super nice guys. Um, yeah, and 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 all the all the updates that Ron sort of gave fans throughout production was great. I mean, his 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 Twitter feed sort of became the yeah. official solo news feed, so that was great. Like lots of photos and updates like that. Uh, I had a nice interaction with him on Twitter, actually, oh. when I, I put up a photo of me oh, in, in, you the in, the, in the cockpit thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, I'm applying for the job of Big Harry co-pilot, <laughs> and added him in. And he said, I don't think you want to fight the individual who has that job, and it's so very filled. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I probably don't. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, just watching him interact with people on Twitter, even after the film came out, yeah, and people, you know, the the last Jedi awful crowd were jumping in and celebrating that Solo hadn't made as much money as expected or whatever. Yeah. He would just sort of respond to people and go, "Well, hey, have you, you know, have you checked out the film? What did you yeah. think?" Like he was, he was so unfailingly nice throughout mm-hmm. the whole process, which is why he's on our our nice list. Yeah, I think I think Lord and Miller should be on there yeah because that's fair you know they're obviously extremely talented dudes yeah uh it didn't work out on solo but you have to give them credit for a couple of things i mean the first is that when solo didn't make as much money as projected they could easily (laughs) have jumped on you know twitter or their social media platform of choice and thrown shade at lucasfilm and sort of you know they could have they could have done the the, the interview rounds and they could have been talking about how much better their version of the film would be yeah. blah, blah 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 and they they didn't do any of that yeah uh, they were they were totally classy the the whole way through this yeah. whole process so they're on the nice list as long as it doesn't turn out that they've been paid generous amounts of hush money to, <laughs> to keep quiet well <laughs> I mean I mean they probably have but I feel like those guys could have they could have figured out some clever way to have a little dig if yeah. they wanted and yeah. they didn't so yeah. That is good. And the, the poor guys had uh, The Last Man on Earth cancelled this year, right? Yeah, Ryan, yeah, which exactly. Which is a shame. That was a good show. Yeah, but I, I was yeah. going to say, the, I mean, the other the other reason they're on the nice list is because, you know, they uh, they just went and got on with the job after. So they were, they you yeah. know, were released from Solo. And then since then, uh, you know, the, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, they produced that. And then the upcoming um, Lego, Lego Movie 2. So just sort of being on with the job for those guys yeah. um, and just, just creating awesome content. So, yeah, big fan of both of those guys. Um, I mean, there's look, there's probably tons of people that should be on our nice list for 2019. Let's put Kathleen Kennedy on there, yeah, yeah. you know. Let's put... Uh, Let's put uh, Kelly Marie Tran on there. Yeah. Uh, let's put look. Put whoever Dave on. Filoni. Let's put, put Dave, Dave Filoni, Filoni on there. there. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no reward that comes with being on the nice <laughs> list. So you know, it's really a a, a moral victory more than more than anything. Yeah. Can we uh, put uh, Ahmed Best on there? Ahmed Best, a hundred percent on for, the nice uh, list for you know engaging with the whole uh jar jar thing so many yeah. years on and yeah so he he you know for those who missed it Ahmed best came out probably about halfway through the year yeah. you'd say and um and talked about you know the fact that he he was very open about the fact that he was pretty depressed after phantom menace came out and yeah. his performance got such negative uh reviews but he um has has been working on a one-man show he's yeah. been putting up some a lot of videos on his youtube account he's got a podcast he's been very active yeah. uh he he uh engaged with our podcast and we did an episode about um about this whole sort of jar jar phenomenon yeah. about halfway through the year yeah go back and listen to that one it's that's one of the ones i had the best fun doing yeah yeah so yeah definitely armored best on the on the nice list um Let's put Phil Showstack on the yeah, nice list. Sure, he's a you know, he's a, a, a long-time listener of the show and always had really positive things to say and just very cool to have someone you yeah know, someone in inside looks. That's right, inside a man on the inside. Yeah, uh, not that we've ever gotten any uh, inside info. Well, actually, he did help you out with the uh, he did, the yeah. jab of the yeah. That was definitely on the nice list. Yeah, uh, because he helped uh, he helped us out when we were looking for info about the the origin of Jabba the Hutt. Uh, possibly wearing a fez. Possibly wearing a fez. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's right. And, and Phil got back to me really quickly. It was great. Yeah. It's it's just nice that we we do this little podcast in a room in Brisbane, um, you know, thousands of miles away from 
Lucasfilm headquarters. Yeah, exactly. and it's just so nice to know that someone inside there is listening and maybe more than one person. Yeah, exactly. Because that's not the idea of it. It's basically just a chance yeah. for us to get together and have a few beers and talk <laughs> about Star Wars and yeah. what have you. Um, so really, the fact that anyone's listening to it <laughs> is a victory in, in my books. That you're listening. That's, that's right. Right whatever, now. <laughs> whatever your name is, do a little, you know, Time Magazine. You're the person of the year. Yeah. And add, add yourself to the, uh, to the nice list as well. Um, anyone else you want to add to, to the nice list? Wow. It's, it's overwhelming. There's so many people. There's so many people. Um, Aaron Kellyman. Aaron Kellyman. Yeah. Put her on the nice Emphis list. Nest. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. she, she's done good. An, an amazing performance in Solo and, and one that she wasn't really able to take any credit for at yeah. the time of the film's release because of the, uh, decision for, for, for better or worse to, to keep Enfys Nest's identity a secret even well after the, the film yeah. was released. Um, so she didn't sort of get a lot of that sort of publicity bump that you would usually get after playing such a great character in yeah. a, in a Star Wars film. But, you know, I'm sure it's only going to do good things for her, yeah. for her career. I, I put myself on the naughty list for, oh. um, obsessively trying to insist that Kira was Enfys Nest. <laughs> um, going to the point of even like measuring the relative heights of their action figures. Um, which I maintain they are the same height, but then, you know, I reckon Aaron Kellyman and, and, uh, and, um, Amelia Clark, and, Aaron Kellyman and Amelia Clark. Yeah. Uh, they're the same. They're yeah. the same height, probably. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> measured them, but it's, it's entirely likely. I'm sure the people who make the toys know all that, all oh, that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 What are we, what's under the tree for 2019? What are we looking forward to? So much. When we're sitting here this time next year, we're not going to believe the amount of Star Wars content that has beamed itself into the universe. Mm. Um, We've got episode nine coming out Mm -hmm. this time next year. Mm -hmm. So we only have a year to wait. Well, less than a year now. Wild. Yeah. Um, We'll possibly have Disney Plus, the streaming service. Mm. Although in Australia... We probably won't. Probably not. <laughs> Unless they get their act together. But that means New Clone Wars, mm-hmm. The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point down the line, the Rogue One Cassian show. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And what else? Galaxy's Edge? Yeah. When does that open? Uh, late 2019. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the first people will have been through Galaxy's Edge and they'll be reporting back. As to what it's like, what it's like to fly the Falcon, yeah, what it's like to wield an actual lightsaber that pops up and lights up, yeah, you know. Well, let's let's go through this. Let's talk about you know what we what we want from this stuff, mm. like what our what our uh, maybe some guesses at what's going to happen, some predictions, some uh, yeah. some stuff that we can look back on this time next year and marvel at how incredibly wrong we were <laughs> about everything. So, look, let's talk about episode nine first up because that's the, that's, that's exactly <laughs> exactly e- episode nine is uh, is the big is the big one. Obviously, it's yeah. what it's all been building to this whole time. Um, first off, super stoked that JJ is back. Yeah, uh, no shade to Colin Trevorrow, but I just feel like JJ got this ball rolling with episode seven. I was, you know, even though Ryan Johnson ended up doing a great job, I was a bit disappointed, confused, whatever by the, the fact that he. JJ wasn't still part of it for episode eight. Like, mm. it feels like, you know, it's his story, really. Um, so the fact that he's coming back to finish it off for episode nine is... Um, is Maybe JJ was just trying to mystery box himself. Maybe. He's like, I'll get someone else to do the middle episode, and then I'll be surprised by what I have to do for the end one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they were like, JJ, don't you want to read the script for episode eight? Before it comes out? No. The script is better if I never read it. 
Yeah. I'll always wonder what's in the script. It's like a really high stakes version of that game where you each write a bit of a sentence yeah. and pass it on to someone else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, now it's coming back to the, the originator of the sentence. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. What are we. Uh, I mean, look, we're a year out. There's, at the time of recording, there's been no trailers, there's been no mm. posters, nothing. Um, what do we think is going to happen? Um, Raylo. <laughs> Ben Demption. Oh, God. Finn the Stormtrooper. Are you just throwing out hashtags? Like, <laughs> yeah. I am throwing out hashtags. I, I honestly think we've got a shot at Ben Demption. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's the whole theme of the whole saga, right? I think I said that on a previous podcast. Well, especially when it turns out that's yeah. the title of episode nine. Star <laughs> yeah. Wars episode nine, Ben Demption. Ben Demption. <laughs> Red Dead Ben Demption. <laughs> Ren, sorry, Ren, Ren, Ren Den Ben, ben Ren Demption. Ren Ben Demption. <laughs> that's great. Oh dear. Um Knights of Ren, we might get the Knights of Ren. Yeah. That's another thing we could look forward to. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, uh BB eight finds love. I you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> could be all kinds of things. Alright, well let's let's put it let's put our let's put it let's commit to some stuff though. Yeah. Some stuff where if it's not in the movie, we can we can look back in a year and be like we were wrong. Yeah. Uh, so Knights of Ren, I'm thinking, will be in the movie. What do you yeah, think? 100% they have to be. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you know, tease that and then not do it. Mm. Look, when we say things like it has to be in there, etc., etc., I just always think of our episode before uh, The Last Jedi, <laughs> yeah. where I, I went on an extended rant about how disappointing it would be if Ray turned out to be just Ray, you know, Ray nobody <laughs> yeah. and not Ray Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, and then that's exactly what happened in the movie, and it was actually done really well, and I was yeah. I was I was fine with it. So when we say you know they've got to be in there, look, that's our perspective in December twenty eighteen. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I'm sure they can whatever they end up doing. We'll be different people in a year. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, Adams will have will have changed over in that yeah. year. Uh, uh, Stormtrooper Revolution. Stormtrooper Revolution yeah. is definitely happening. It's got to happen. It's got. It's got to. It's got. It's got to happen. Yeah. It's one hundred percent. Well, that's the only way the galaxy can kind of come back around to a peace situation, isn't it? If, mm. if the first order guys basically fall to bits mm. from the inside, because mm. they're not getting conquered from the outside by twenty people on board the Millennium Falcon. No, you know, they, I mean, they are. They do seem to be out of nowhere, like overwhelmingly. Uh, you know, they seem to have the numbers. Yeah, well and truly over the rest of the galaxy. Yeah. So, and, and this is something that's been set up again and teased. You know, in, in Force Awakens, Finn breaks his programming. In Last Jedi, he almost gets well in the deleted scene. He almost gets four other troopers to break their programming and mm. turn on Phasma. Mm. So, I, I think that we've got to see something like that, something mm. more concrete in this one. Yeah, I think. Um, was it John Boyega teased a while ago that he was growing his hair out a little bit for episode nine or whatever? Yeah. So episode nine, I think we're going to see John Boyega. The hair's long. He's been out there, you know, out there in the field. Uh, he's he's recruited some stormtroopers to the cause of the uh, the good guys, the the, the resistance, at rebellion, whatever they call themselves these days. And that's going to be his his crew for episode nine. Yeah. I think. I almost wish they hadn't introduced a character called Jaeger in Star Wars Resistance. Because now every time I hear John Boy Jaeger, I, I think of John Boy Jaeger. Well, you must have been really confused watching Pacific Rim 2 then with the Jaeger yeah, robots. John Boy Jaeger. John Boy Jaeger, yeah. 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 God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, so I think I think so we're we're agreed on that. Well, so far we're mm. two for two on things we agree with. Yeah. So Knights of Ren. Uh, speaking of Knights of Ren, any predictions about of the cast that's been announced? If any of them might be a Knight of Ren, it seems like none of them, bar maybe Dominic Monaghan, would be the right age. Mm. I think mm. um, you know Richard E. Grant would be a bit old if we think that they are students from Luke's Academy, and we mm. assume that all those students are. Not old people, mm. yeah. Um, I, th- I think, but the- I, I think that Dominic's not playing an evil person. I think that he was playing some kind of. I think there's been some word around that he's playing someone on the side of the rebels, right? Yeah. I think when when she was initially cast, I was like, oh, maybe Kerry Russell is a knight of oh, Ren, but yeah. I don't think she is. Yeah. I think I think what you say is just true. She's yeah. she's too old to begin the training. <laughs> I think uh, she's she. Uh, it'll it'll be. Probably just people we've never seen before. They might not. They might not even ever take off their masks I, yeah, if they I, appear. I don't think I'd want them to. Yeah, know, they've, they've got to be Praetorian Guard. Yeah, exactly. Training, we don't need yeah. to get to know any of them, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. What else are we thinking for episode nine? You think Raylo? I don't think Raylo. Yeah, I don't either. I don't I, think Raylo. I maybe did at one point, but I don't think no. I and then I'll you know the reason I don't think Raylo is. And this may be a bit much to expect of the studio that's made two Beauty and the Beast movies. But I feel like <laughs> they're not going to endorse what is essentially like an abusive yeah. relationship. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, I definitely think Ben could be redeemed. I think Ren, Ren dead Ben Demption is, is happening. <laughs> but I don't think they're going to get together and live happily ever after. No. You know? No, I think that's the dead part of the Ren Dead Redemption. <laughs> it's you know in the in the Last Jedi when um, he basically holds the hand out to her and says, "Join me and we can rule the galaxy mm. together," kind mm. of thing. That made a certain amount of sense to me, I guess, because they could rule as a couple. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But when Darth does it to Luke in Empire Strikes Back, we can rule the galaxy as father and son. As as Luke, I'd be like, well, how would that work? I mean, you'd clearly be like, <laughs> you'd clearly be in, superior, in charge, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'd just be some kind of lieutenant. I'd be Eric, Eric you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Trump that, Junior. That's it, that's it. Yeah, he'd be Trump Junior. So it's not really like ruling the galaxy together, is it? No, so, yeah, no. Um, but you know, the the, the Raylo thing could have worked in yeah. that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I think they've had their window. You know, I think I think the chance for Raylo to happen was episode eight. Yeah, and I think when when Ray gets onto the Falcon and she shuts the door behind her and she leaves Ben on crate. Yeah, I think that's that's the end yeah. of Raylo. I don't think we're meant to take that as like ah, but next time yeah. they'll get together. I think we're meant to take that as like he had his chance to be redeemed and he blew it. Yeah. What do you think of uh, the idea that Hux might be involved if there is a Stormtrooper rebellion that Hux might throw in with that side too? Oh. Just to preserve his own life. I think that'd be a bad move for the Stormtrooper rebellion. <laughs> Quite possibly. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be part of any, you know, <laughs> Hux any club that really, had Hux in it. He's in a bad situation now. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's probably going he's probably going to get damaged. He's going to get captain needed. Yeah, <laughs> at, at any second, <laughs> or you know, he, yeah, he's going to have to get out of there. And if he runs to the resistance, he's not going to get any love there. No, I so, would think yeah. he'd just be a war prisoner of war. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's not a great situation for no, him. So it? something's going to have to happen with with Hux. Do you think if Kylo, so let's let's assume that there is some sort of redemption for mm. Kylo, does that come as a result of? You know, in order to be redeemed, there has to be some other bad guy that he can mm. throw in his lot against. So do you think that would be Hux or someone we haven't heard of yet? Someone we haven't heard of yet, I think, and possibly possibly Richard E. Grant. Mm. Yeah. The person um, or just whatever character <laughs> yeah, he's playing? No, at the, the person, yeah. 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 <laughs> he's somehow travelled back in time to Galaxy Far, Far Away. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think whoever he's playing, you know, the, the good money is that it's a high-ranking First Order officer. Yeah. Or, or ex-Imperial officer, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I mean... I'm very curious to see who he ends up playing, like yeah. whether it ends up being a friend or an enemy of Kylo or whatever. It's, I don't know. I just, I just want, I don't really care if Kylo is redeemed or not. I just want whatever they do to, I just want them to do it well, you know? Yeah. Cause I just think Kylo is the most interesting new character in this sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. One of the most interesting characters, probably the most interesting character in the entire franchise. Uh, just in terms of, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've seen, you know, we saw the Anakin Skywalker thing of the fall to the dark side or whatever, but we've never really seen the guy who's already on the dark side kind of struggling with that yeah. and, and wanting to come back to the light. Um, yeah, we, we saw Darth Vader flip on a dime at the very end of his life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But we, we haven't seen that. We didn't see him struggle with that yeah. decision, yeah. like, over the course of, you know, a trilogy. Yeah. So that's, it's 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 pretty fascinating. So a couple of times now, like, I, I guess when he was on the bridge with Han, you felt that maybe he was going through something and he might be teased back. Mm. And then again, after the throne room fight mm. with Ray, you felt that maybe he could come around. Mm. So a couple of times now he's come, I would say, close mm. to finding the right side to mm. be on. But but yeah, this this time I reckon it's either, yes, he will completely come back over or he's lost forever. Yeah. I, um... I... I I don't know. I feel like he's lost forever, but I also feel like I I feel like redemption is probably inevitable because like how else do you satisfactorily end that story? Mm. Like I feel like they've been building to it the whole time. Yeah. So either he has to like spectacularly reject his chance at redemption, which he's already done in episode eight, or he has to just be redeemed. Like so, I don't I don't know where the what the middle ground would be that they could do instead. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I don't. We talked about this a little bit on uh, on Adam O'Brien's show uh, when we were yeah. on that uh, last earlier this month on uh, uh, the Fan Third Now Under yeah. uh, podcast. Um, the thing with Kylo is, as much as you kind of want to see him redeemed, because that's what happens in Star Wars, you know, like Darth got redeemed, mm. and it feels like he's you know he's been struggling with the desire to come back to the light. You know, he's Han Solo and Leia's kid, and we love both those characters. We want them to be happy. We want yeah. him to come back to the light. On the other hand, you do kind of just sort of, like, gesture broadly at everything for the last few years and go, like, I want this little <laughs> fascist to get destroyed. Yeah. You know? Like, I I want there to be some sort of comeuppance for being this sort of, you know, quote-unquote toxic, uh, yeah. you know, entitled... Uh, guy who thinks that he you know should be running the galaxy or whatever like yeah um it, it, he's a he's a strange villain in that you could definitely 
see him being redeemed, but he's also bad enough that maybe like he'll just lose spectacularly and that yeah. will be a satisfying ending. I kind of feel that um like I, I would like him to be redeemed for for kind of the same reason that I, he is a little toxic fascist, but I would like to think that those people can, can change. change. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. Meaningfully change. He hasn't shown much of an inclination to actually change. He's shown leanings towards it or flirtations with it, but not any real desire to do it. And I think the one person that could make him do it is, is his mother, Leia. Mm. Um, you know, the moment when he hesitates to fire on the cruiser because he knows his mother is there mm. and his wingmen take the shot for him. Mm. Um, shows that she still has some power over him, some influence. Mm. And she's one of the few characters that do. Even Ray really doesn't mm. have any influence over him when it all comes down. Mm. So she's probably the last person that could bring him back to the light, I suppose. And either, I reckon, in episode nine, he'll end up killing her, or she'll end up bringing him back. I, I Before Carrie Fisher's death, I thought that end game here of yeah. episode nine was, and this is a bit dark, but was Leia having to kill kylo yeah, yeah and we would you know we would get the thing where he she was sort of able to bring him back to the light but just long enough for her for him to sort of let his guard down and, and yeah. for her to have to do the job you yeah. know and we maybe like an inverse of the you know i love you i know kind of thing but then yeah. she kills him um and like it would be sad but it would be necessary for the good of the galaxy or whatever because mm-hmm. there was no chance that he was going to come back yeah. to the light side full time but then that's not very star warsy and also carrie fisher's just not around to, <laughs> to yeah. you know to film anything like that so that's definitely not where we're going mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean maybe maybe they use the archival footage of her to to have scenes where she's turning him back to the light yeah. I, I don't know yeah maybe uh. um we'll see mm. Mm. in terms of uh episode nine we, we've talked about this i think once on our show once on Adam's show, but I'll, I'll make the prediction again here in our prediction episode. <laughs> so it's 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 down somewhere where we'll, re- we'll remember to look for it later. I do think we're going to see in the knockdown drag out battle between Kylo and Rey, I think we're going to see some Force Ghost action. Ah. Uh, this is, I, I'm, I'm basing this on um, the original plans for Return of the Jedi, where... Uh, originally in the battle with the emperor yoda and obi-wan kenobi were going to appear as force ghosts they were going to help luke fight the emperor and darth vader i think darth still would have done his his turn but it would have been after obi-wan and and yoda had tried to help as well and uh i think knowing that jj you know force awakens there's a lot of stuff in force awakens that's very similar to kind of unused scripts for episode four um i think jj will be very aware of that and i think he might use that as an op- that idea to to have the force ghosts participating in the final battle as a chance to like bring mark hamill back into it yeah maybe even bring ewan mcgregor into it uh and and you know and so it really feels like the conclusion of the saga mm-hmm. not just of this trilogy because you know you've got luke there you've got obi-wan there uh yoda possibly yeah just the whole jedi all-star team coming out to to team up with the right are you thinking maybe the the idea of like that, that yoda can affect the physical world mm. as a ghost is, is kind of teasing that possibly Setting even if it's up. just like even if it's just like um like i think in the original script for return of the jedi they weren't going to be so much like aggressively fighting the emperor but they would be like 
using their force ghost powers to like block his lightning and stuff like that um so even if it's just like defense not attack you know sort of things just to help ray out during um yeah during the final battle i could see that working i mean i'd be fine if they didn't because i'd be just as happy to just have kylo and ray battle it out and and that be the you know the emotional climax of this series yeah because Obi-Wan hasn't been part of it at all and, and Luke, you know, has, has, has sort of had his, his time in the in the sun. But, you know, as a fan, it would also be cool to bring all those guys back for one last big sort of yeah. curtain call at the and, end. And then Kylo gets, like, the ghosts of Maul and Dooku. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Just everybody. Everybody's back. Just go for it. Ghosts of the Emperor. Every, everybody's coming back. Oh, the, ja- the ghost of Jar Jar. <laughs> the ghost of Qui-Gon. Everybody. Yeah. Ray, Ray and Kylo were like, I, I don't even... I don't know who half these people are <laughs> and they're all in there. Just, you know, yeah. no one knows whose side is any, anyone is on, you know, there are no teams. It's just going to be, yeah. it's, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> so look, I think there's going to be some force ghosts in the final battle mm. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so I'm locking that prediction in, okay. in, our, in, in our end of 2018 prediction episode. Yeah. And I look forward to being proven wrong in, uh, in 2019. <laughs> I should note for the record, we did get a lot of our Kylo Ren predictions right before The Last Jedi. Yeah, we did. We predicted pretty accurately his story arc throughout The Last Jedi. Yeah. It's about the only thing we've ever predicted accurately. <laughs> so, uh, look forward to episode nine undoing even that yeah. by having us be wrong about Kylo. What I'm looking forward to, I really hope. Um, at some point during the year, uh, JJ releases his film camp information. Yeah. And we get to watch another five or ten weird films that we wouldn't have thought of. Remember when JJ posted that photo from the first day of filming episode nine and yeah. everyone was like, oh, it's great. We 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 love a director who shares information. Yeah. Every, every, JJ is going to be out here sharing things on Twitter every day. That is the last time he's tweeted. Like he'll, he'll probably <laughs> yeah. never tweet again. That's right. We all thought he'd turned into like Ron Howard and yeah. was going to be just using his Twitter as the official episode nine <laughs> info dump, but yeah. no, nothing. So uh, Favreau's been pretty reliable in that regard. He's he's done a few. He's had mm. four or five Instagrams. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about the Mandalorian. Yeah. I mean, Disney Plus coming up in one of the other one of the other things uh, under the tree from Lucasfilm in 2019 yeah. is this Disney Plus streaming service with uh it looks like and I don't know if they're all going to be coming out in 2019 but yeah. Potentially um The Mandalorian, Cassian Andor and The Clone Wars revival uh all on their way soon if yeah. not in 2019 then then shortly. But Mandalorian definitely looks set to drop in 2019. Oh, yeah, they they've they're pretty much filming it now, aren't they? So I think they're I, just about done. Yeah, just about yeah. done. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's only about eight episodes, I think. So something like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the episode count, but uh but I I know they've been filming for a while. Yeah. So we might talk a little bit of spoilery stuff for a few minutes. Yeah. So uh you know, I don't know, skip ahead 5 minutes if you want to be sure. Yeah. But uh a couple weeks ago, I, I guess now we saw some really interesting stuff on making Star Wars. Yep. About the MacGuffin driving the Mandalorian, and it may be a baby. How, what do you feel about that? Like that's very Lone Wolf and Cub, isn't it? Yeah. This yeah. is this is uh, any anything that turns Star Wars more into the greatest film franchise of all time, <laughs> which is Lone Wolf and Cub, uh, is 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 something I'm I'm uh, in favor of. So for, for those guys who don't know Lone Wolf and Cub, which I assume probably isn't very many of you, but um, if you haven't seen it, uh, there's I think the series is available from Criterion, and it's definitely worth tracking down. Um, it's basically a, bu- a bunch of movies like based on a, a manga series about a, a guy, a samurai, who um, 
kind of loses his like position within the the shogunate and is, is sent out into the wild on on his own and it's him and his little infant son mm-hmm. um just out there having adventures fighting samurais killing fools left and right uh sounds like fun it, it, it's a lot of fun <laughs> and i it sounds like no it sounds like it would be fun to do <laughs> That, uh, that, yeah, might give that a go with Gully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this uh, lone podcaster and cub out there, and so th- this uh, this sounds very lone wolf and cub, yeah. or also maybe a little bit uh, willow. willow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's good fun. Like if if the Mandalorian finds a baby and has to escort it wherever, they, uh, that would be great. Mm. And uh, remember when this is taking place, uh, the baby would be the right age to be in um, Force Awakens Last Jedi Episode 9 kind of territory mm. as an adult. Yeah, so if so, Mandalorian drops before Episode 9, yeah. you could potentially, yeah. if you wanted to, have that character show up in Episode 9 as an adult. Yeah. Although it does kill a little bit of the dramatic tension in this series then because you know that the character survives up until Episode 9. Yeah. Um, but then there's oh, a comic- who's going to kill a baby? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there's, a, there's a comic called Saga that used that to really great effect that yeah. like straight up told you at the end of issue one that the baby survives and that the, the parents <laughs> yeah. raise it. But then it's really interesting yeah. to see like how that happens. Oh, so the baby's narrating, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. She. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah look, I, I'm when the Mandalorian was first announced, uh, well, we didn't even know what it was called. It was just something about Mandalore with John Favreau. And, and I wasn't excited because I didn't love the Mandalore bits from the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And kind of thought it got bogged down the longer it ran on. But with every announcement for this, I'm more and more excited for it. Mm. Every single one. Like even the Instagrams of the ice cream maker. <laughs> which, you know, in retrospect now could be some kind of advanced baby carriage. Yeah. Rather than ice cream maker. And maybe Will Ruhood was just getting his baby out of Clint City. Maybe, you know? yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Wow. A, a logical <laughs> origin to the, the ice cream machine. Yeah, That's yeah. amazing. It could be that. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, more and more excited for The Mandalorian every day. And this, the cast and, uh, that's lined up to appear in The Mandalorian is, is officially sort of hitting uh, ridiculous levels. So, I mean, at time yeah. of recording, we know about Carl Weathers is in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. <laughs> um, uh, Werner Herzog is still heavily rumoured to be rumored popping to up it. in The Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal is confirmed as the lead. Yeah. Yeah. There's rumors of Bryce Dallas Howard appearing in yeah. it as well as um acting in it. Same for Taika Waititi. But I'd be, you know, just as happy if they're if they're directing. Taika would be great voicing something mad. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Like some crazy CG creation. Or a or a Mandalorian. Or a Mandalorian. Because you know, yeah. we've established you know Boba and, and Django are, <laughs> yeah, are, right. are married. So Yeah. Yeah. Um no, that that sounds brilliant. Hundred percent on board for this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's I can't remember if I referenced this earlier when I talked about where we heard that rumor, but making Star Wars came out with all those yeah, yeah, rumors about the yeah. uh, that we talked about earlier, and um, they're really on the ball, keeping up with all the stuff that's going on in that set. Almost too on the ball. It's actually it's actually <laughs> scary the level of dedication yeah. that I mean I suppose you know they're, 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 don't you guys have jobs? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that is the job. I know. Yeah. How do you get that job? Yeah, exactly. They they <laughs> literally I saw I saw a thing the other day like. Jason Ward was literally flying over the set yeah. and, and, and taking pictures, which is just like next level dedication to your yeah. craft for yeah. sure. Uh, which I'm sure the guys at Lucasfilm um, 
appreciate is probably too strong a word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Mandalorian looks awesome. I'm definitely my my old stance of like not really being into the TV shows and wanting mm. them to just focus on the movies instead is definitely been been very tested by all these great mm. announcements coming out of TV land. Like yeah. at this point, I mean, Mandalorian sounds amazing, uh, even if. You know, we probably won't get it in Australia at the same time as America, just because that streaming yeah. service is unlikely to be available here. But even if it's just something where we have to wait for it to come out on Blu-ray or whatever, it sounds like yeah. it's going to be a good sort of you know weekend <clears throat> binge watch. I'm even excited for um, the Clone Wars. I re- really, I mean, I this is the year when I corrected myself mm. about the Clone Wars. Yeah, and, and uh, I'd only seen series one and a couple of episodes of series two, so I got all the way through everything that's available now mm. and uh yeah really excited for the, that to wrap up do you think have you ever seen any of the uh like the animatics and stuff that they put up on youtube for the unreleased episodes no no i haven't done that no because they they again like at time of recording they they haven't they haven't really gone into detail about like what you know what's going to happen in these episodes or anything so i'm wondering if it's going to be you know, based on animatics that we've seen already. Yeah. Or if it's going to be all new stuff or like Dave Filoni told a story a few celebrations ago about, uh, you know, how the series was meant to end with um, Rex being assigned to Ahsoka by Anakin to go off on some awesome adventure. Um, and it would be cool if the show still ended that way. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I'm not as big a Clone Wars fan as some people, but I am excited to sort of revisit it and, and see how it all ends after watching you know the the whole yeah. rest of the show up till this point yeah I'm, I'm pretty intrigued about the future for ahsoka and, and sabine i guess if they have their mm. own adventure and where the whole thrawn ezra thing ends up yeah well, well. That, i mean is that something you think we'll see in 2019 i mean yeah. th- there's a huge dangling plot threads out there that won't be resolved in clone wars because yeah. that's all you know well and truly before um before any of that happens. Uh, That's the logical way to take it now, isn't it? Mm. Um, for Ahsoka and Sabine to go on some quest to find Ezra and Thrawn. Yeah. And get into this area of the unknown regions where Thrawn has maybe consolidated his empire or mm. or maybe Thrawn and Ezra are working together. Who knows? Mm. Like any kind, Anything could have happened there. Do you think there's enough interest in, you know, the continuing adventures of... of- Ahsoka and Sabine and Ezra and Thrawn to justify like another animated series or do you think it might yeah. be like a book or a comic or what? I think there's enough to justify another. Yeah, especially yeah. with Ahsoka isn't yeah. it? I mean anything with Ahsoka it's going to be popular. So another another three or four seasons probably not seven mm. but I reckon you could tell that story pretty convincingly. Yeah. yeah. Could even be you know a season or two on the streaming service. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. They can do anything on that now. They own it so they can. Yeah. You know. That's the thing like the, the the some of the stuff that that they've been announcing both for Marvel and for Star Wars yeah. really do just open up the possibility of like, well, anything can happen on this streaming yeah. service. So, you know, they can get anyone. So we were just, t- we were talking off air earlier about how the Marvel shows on Netflix just got away from me this year. Mm. Um, I haven't had time to watch. I can't sit down and binge 13 episodes anymore. So I'm <laughs> so glad the Mandalorian looks like being eight. Where, where um, did we get that from though? It's, it's on, uh, it's on, it's, They've listed the directors of the of each individual episode. And okay. Were, and it, it, yeah. But what if some of those guys are directing well, more than one episode? Maybe they are. Or there's directors they haven't announced yet. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. But it, let's but assume anyway. it's eight anyway. It's, it's a nice it's Stranger Things eight episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I hope it is. Yeah. I don't have the time anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't want to fall behind on amazing Star Wars content. Yeah. That's that's where um, uh, Galaxy Adventure is, is, is a strong point. It's only a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I can watch that. I can watch six episodes, you know, on the loo. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, uh... Now, we've talked about Mandalorian, mm. but also coming up, in, and the Clone Wars, but also coming up on the streaming service is the Cassian Andor TV series. Still looking forward to this? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, uh, th- this is going to be, uh, the showrunner is uh, Stephen Schiff, who worked on The Americans. Did yeah. you watch The Americans? Didn't, but I, I hear it's very critically acclaimed. I'm in the same boat. I haven't seen The Americans, but yeah. I've heard only good things yeah. ever uh, yeah. about that whole series all the way through to its conclusion. Apparently, he didn't sort of start the show. He joined for, like, season two or something. Okay. But, I mean, regardless, I, you know, I heard good things about yeah. season two and onwards. So. And, uh, and Kerry Russell connection there, too. Eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and just the fact that they got Diego Luna for the series. And yeah. this this was the one that really sold me on Disney+. Plus Because... Like I said, with Mandalorian, I was like, oh, that's a really impressive list of directors and blah, blah, blah. But I still kind of wish they'd just focus on the movies. But when they announced Cassian, it's like, okay, that's going to add so much to Rogue One. Yeah. One of my big things coming out of Rogue One was like, I really want to see the adventures of Cassian before Rogue One. Like, I was thinking, you know, books, comics, or whatever. But now, you know, to see it as a TV show with Diego Luna is yeah. amazing. I mean, imagine if they got, you know, imagine if Gareth Edwards was to come back to... Uh, yeah. To the Star Wars galaxy. Why not? Why not? What else is he doing? I don't know. We've talked uh, about this again off air just briefly, but Mm. um, my one concern with the two shows they've announced already is that they they both seem to be like about, you know, action hero, gunslingery types. Um, There are archetypes of Star Wars characters that no one would think is uncool. Mm. You know, so you got a Mandalorian out there on the edges of the galaxy. You've got this super spy. Mm. You know, there's nothing about Jedi, nothing mystical, nothing that seems to have inflamed the fan base Mm. after Last Jedi. So Mm. I think that everything around The Last Jedi that got people worked up was about how the Force works or how old characters were treated. Mm. You know, for, from the original trilogy, yeah, uh, and there's nothing of that in these shows. So I'm wondering if they're they're kind of playing it safe in commissioning shows that they know no one's going to have a problem with. I th- and I, I wonder when the daring stuff's going to start. You know, well, I think it's a good move because yeah. I think it is. It's, it's a strong opening gambit. I think it's a good move to separate the. It's it's a way to separate the stuff on the streaming service from the films if you preserve the Jedi and Sith stuff mm. for the films. So the characters that are using, you know, their special Jedi powers or whatever, they they only appear in the films. And the TV shows are like, you can have people, you know, running various missions with the Rebellion or being spies or bounty hunters or whatever. Yeah. But because also that stuff's just not going to look as good on a TV budget. Yeah. Um, I, like, like Marvel. Yeah. The, the Avengers are firing off laser blasts at level towns and Daredevil's beating some guys up in a stairwell. Yeah. And Daredevil was like the good one, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so I think it's probably, it's probably smart from that perspective. And as you say, I mean, these, these are the types of characters that everybody ends up loving in yeah. Star Wars, you know, the, yeah. the bounty hunter, the cool spy guy. So, yeah, I think, uh, who doesn't want more K2SO? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If we get that, I mean, that'd be, that'd be great. Um, I suppose one of the other the other big uh, presents to be unwrapped in 2019, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. So look, we've talked about this. 
It's unlikely either of us are going to get over to Galaxy's Edge in 2019. Yeah, it's, un- it's unlikely. It's not impossible. Um, we're going to try. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see what we can do. Mm. I mean, the lines alone yeah. would, would be insane, but that's just the reality of uh, mm. of Disneyland. What are you most looking forward to about Galaxy's Edge? Uh, the the complete immersion of the hotel experience, mm. I would say, like beyond anything in the actual park, the idea of going there to live in the Star Wars galaxy for three or four days without having to worry about anything from this galaxy. Mm. And, I, and I, everything I read seems to point to that as the way it's going. Mm. So, you know, even even to getting new costumes to wear when you arrive there. Or whatever, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everything will be in universe. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of that. Yeah. Um, the idea of like getting down to the hotel lobby and getting in some kind of shuttle that takes you to the park and it's like you're landing on Batuu. Wow. Um, you know that, that would be so good yeah yeah i think yeah that's that's gonna be a huge part of it and also i just can't wait for the new uh john williams music that mm. that they're gonna the the sort of you know the park theme music whatever they whatever that's there's a name for it that i'm forgetting the area music or whatever yeah. um uh, you know uh, hopefully that's eventually released as an album of some sort like it, it does it doesn't seem like you'd get john williams to do like 45 minutes of new music and then not throw it up on spotify or whatever i'd say they will because i remember when universal's islands of adventure first opened mm. i went there and they were selling cds of the soundtrack from mm. the park mm. in the park mm. yeah and i'm sure they would sell them elsewhere too like yeah i wonder if maybe i'd be fine with it maybe being like a thing where you have to be in the park yeah for at least the first few months or whatever to hear it, yeah. but if it eventually makes its way onto uh, onto some sort of streaming service, mm. that would be cool. Um, or just wherever we can, you know, wherever good music is sold <laughs> by the end of twenty nineteen. Yeah. I, I don't know, directly into your brain. Who knows? Mm. Well, one of the other, one of the other big things to look forward to in twenty nineteen: uh, Star Wars Celebration, <laughs> which again we're not we're not going to. <laughs> it, well, it's in Chicago. Yeah, um, it's quite far. It's quite far. I'll be honest, Chicago's never been sort of on my list of, like, places I have to visit, you know? It's sort of on mine for the pizza. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think there's I think there's probably lots of cool things in Chicago, but it's yeah. more like, if I'm going to do a, a big trip like that, like, there's just places that I'd prioritize, yeah. I guess. Um, but Star Wars Celebration always looks like a good time. I mean, yeah. I, I usually follow along with it via the live stream, so... Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll do the same thing this year. Yeah. Um, this will be the first celebration since we started the podcast. So we'll have to figure out how we're covering it yeah. on, the, on the pod. Like if we're going to do, you know, a daily reaction pod to what's been going down at Celebration yeah. or uh, maybe just a wrap up at the end of the weekend or whatever. But certainly we'll be keeping close tabs on it. Yes. Um, and doing some sort of reaction pod to everything that goes down there. What do you think they're going to announce at Celebration? It could be a trailer for episode nine or a mm. teaser. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a dead cert. Mm. Um, there might even be a trailer at that point for Mandalorian. Yeah, um, if they do trailers for TV shows, which I assume they they, they definitely do, hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if anyone's going to do it, it's yeah. these guys. Um, you know, but there could be another trailer for the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, um, and and that's just that's just trailers. I think mm. there could be all kinds of other things mm. announced there. Maybe they'll um, announce this. Ahsoka, Sabine, yeah. Ezra thing you were talking Yeah, they could do, yeah. Um, you would like to think that they would start dropping hints about some of their 2019 content for the streaming service there. 2020, so, you mean? 2020, or? sorry, 2020. 
yeah, yeah. So, so for the for the year after you know it launches it'll be interesting because yeah. i i think that i mean there's so much coming which is weird because we're sort of in a little bit of a fallow period now like yeah. obviously resistance is out there's your galaxy of advent galaxy Galaxies of Adventure, yeah. uh, the, uh, the Lego Lego, Lego All Stars, which <laughs> yeah. we can't watch here. Um, uh, you know, so there's stuff happening, yeah. But it, but in terms of like the big releases, this is a little bit of a, a slow period. Yeah. Um, but then there's so much coming out next year. I think at Celebration, it's feasible that they could go the whole weekend without necessarily announcing anything huge that was new. Yeah. And just concentrate on, yeah, as you say, trailers and, you know, other sorts of promotion for the things that we already know, mm-hmm. you know, panels, what have you, for the things that we already know are coming. Yeah. But then the big question is, you know, you look at Marvel's schedule and they've got films, you know, we, we know what they're doing well into the 2020s. Yeah. You look at Disney's schedule, yeah. oh, sorry, the Lucasfilm schedule. We have no idea what they're doing after episode nine in terms yeah. of the films. So it, they're probably going to announce something at Celebration because, I mean, you know, Alan, Alan, uh, the, the, sorry, Bob Iger in his um, most recent sort of, you know, investor call or whatever, uh, was, was, you know, pretty, pretty clear about the fact that like he was disappointed there you know, expecting the the profits to uh, to go down a bit for Disney in the fourth quarter of this year. Yeah. Because there's no... Or the first quarter of next year, because there's no big Star Wars tentpole release over the Christmas period. So you've got to think that's a situation he's not going to want to have very often mm. going forward. So, well, all right. Prediction time. Will <laughs> there be a Star Wars film in December 2020? I'm going to say yes, I'm going to say it will be the first of the Weiss and Benioff trilogy. Oh. All right. Not the first of the Ryan Johnson trilogy? I think Ryan's um, Ryan's in Chicago right now, or he was uh, a few weeks ago anyway, filming something else of his own. Knives Out. Yeah, yeah Knives yeah. Out, yeah. And uh, our, our good mate um, Bill from the Dorkler ran into him in a restaurant, which is a great story. <laughs> um, so, you know, he tells that story on one of the Dorkler podcasts. Um, so, yeah, Ryan... I would have thought if anything was being planned for two years from now, he would be working on it now True. for Star Wars. And uh, I haven't really heard much from Weiss and Benioff. I know that they've kind of they've wrapped Game of Thrones now. Mm. So in theory, there could be free agents to, to go and work on something else now. Yeah. Um, Game of Thrones, of course, comes out in April like next year. Is there a possibility, yeah. though, that they just leave it blank, do you think? Do you think there's a possibility 2020 is like... 20 that you know episode nine is such an event that 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 to you know that they just give it some room to breathe basically they they give the saga some time to recharge after episode nine two years maybe no (laughs) like after after next year with with what two tv show three tv shows maybe Mm. even more um Mm. galaxy's edge the new film, I, I just don't think they can take the foot off the gas anymore. Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe don't put the foot down on the gas as much as you did between Last Jedi and Solo. Yeah. But don't take it off. Yeah. Yeah. And, just and, you know, just like, the right amount of gas. Yeah, the right amount of gas. Like, I, I I feel good about the amount of Star Wars content we're getting. I, I, I would love a film a year at minimum. Mm. I would like to. Mm. Um, I mean Marvel. Yeah, that's stuff it. Is, like is uh, what four? We, we, you know, we talk about. Oh, you know, yeah. it's probably a mistake to bring Solo out in May, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. From our perspective, bring out as many Star Wars movies uh, as you want. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but, yeah. It's more know, just like 
make sure that you can make enough money off yeah. them to keep the quality <laughs> to keep making them. Yeah, 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 to get to keep the quality high. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That's right. But uh, like we um, the other day, we watched the the new Captain Marvel trailer, mm. and I think we we both sort of went, yeah, yeah, that'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, um, it looks cool. I don't want to feel that way about any Star Wars film. Yeah. Uh, I think it's fine to feel that way about Marvel films when they're bringing out five of them a year. Yeah, like you're gonna love. I like how the number goes up every time. We well, it, it is five next year, it, isn't it? it? It was four. Yeah, this because year. it's what it's Infinity War two, yeah. Captain Marvel, yeah. Far From Home, yeah, um, and then there's there is another two, isn't there? Um, and, I have no, no idea. No, no, hang on, not, no, not another Ant Man around. Surely, I can't remember, but I think it's. I think it wouldn't it's shock me next year, if it yeah. was because those first three are in the first half of the year. Yeah. You know, um, Marvel is March, um, Avengers is April, and Spider-Man's July. Mm. So there's got to be at least two more. Uh, one last Star Wars thing I'm looking forward to in 2019 in a big way is the uh, the Star Wars exhibition that's opening at the Powerhouse in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. It's already open, actually. But uh, we won't... Uh, I won't get... Oh, well, I can't speak for me, but I definitely won't get a chance to go down there until next year. Uh, I assume you're in the same boat. Yeah, definitely, yeah. But uh, definitely looking forward to that one. So if you guys are not familiar with this, this is an exhibition um, at the Powerhouse in Ultimo in Sydney called uh, Star Wars Identities, the exhibition. Uh, so basically, this is... I think it's it's taught overseas. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure it's been through the UK, probably America <clears throat> as well, and all sorts of places. Um, but basically, it's a chance to discover rare treasures from the Lucasfilm archives and see original costumes, props, models, and artworks up close, etc. Um, so that's pretty cool. And it looks like it's exclusive to the Powerhouse Museum in Sydney, so yeah. it's not going to be coming to Brisbane or Melbourne or what have you. So It sounds um, like it's quite kid-friendly in terms of the fact that, you know, when you arrive there, you get to create your own kind of character or who you would right. be in the Star Wars universe or something. So Yeah, it I'd says d- you build your own personal and unique Star Wars hero. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. An interactive exhibition with 200 original Star Wars objects. So if you're in Australia and you, you've got a chance to get down to Sydney, uh, probably... Or up to Sydney. Up to Sydney or, or across Sydney. to Sydney, <laughs> into Sydney, wherever, wherever you are approaching Sydney from, whatever yeah. angle that is, uh, going in check that exhibition out yes yeah. all right well that's 2018 for yeah. us i guess baz uh we have some exciting plans for you in the new year yeah if, if you're gonna stay bored yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> but if this is your last episode hey look <laughs> it's been thanks fun. it's been fun <laughs> you lasted 50 odd episodes that's yeah. pretty impressive so did we yeah, yeah. exactly uh, but, uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take you up to the release of uh, Episode Nine in style. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So huge year for Star Wars fans coming in 2019, mm-hmm. and we'll be with you every step of the way. Uh, they're going to be doing more of the the sort of mini sods we did earlier this month for Galaxy of Heroes, just so we you know we're able to to sort of put a bit more stuff up on the feed between yeah. the the longer episodes, um, and so you can get sort of more immediate reactions from us on uh, on on the big news when it comes through. Um, we've got some uh, exciting guests that we're looking at for the first time. We're going to yeah. try and get some people on and yeah. talk to them. Yeah, because there's 50-odd episodes and there's only been two voices on this <laughs> on this yeah. podcast. And they agree about most things. So basically yeah. one and a half voices on this <laughs> on this podcast. Um, so we're going to mix that up a bit in 2019 as well. Uh, if you want to um, 
I don't know if you've got any opinions on what's coming up in 2019 or what you loved about 2018 uh, in in the Star Wars galaxy. Hit us up. We're forcematerial at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also reach us. Uh, we're at forcematerial on Facebook, Twitter, etc. Oh, and if you're looking for... Uh, well, I was going to say a Christmas gift, but this is going out on Boxing Day, so on Christmas Eve. So, look, I'm sure Tee Public are very good, but I don't think they, <laughs> they'll be able to get you a T-shirt by Christmas Day. But uh, look, if you end up with, uh, you know, maybe maybe some relatives give you some money, I don't know, uh, and you want to go spend it on something pretty cool, you can go to the uh, T Public, uh, was it tpublic.com yeah. forward slash force material, yeah. uh, and check out all our t-shirts and hoodies and link in bio, <laughs> link in link in bio, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, you can hit up our uh, coffee mugs, yeah, uh, laptop stickers. I uh, highly recommend the uh, the baseball shirt. Baseball shirt. Baz is wearing the baseball cool. shirt right now. It looks pretty yeah. cool. And the baby onesie. The baby onesie. <laughs> exactly. Only if you have a baby. I think it would be largely useless. Yeah, if but don't. what if you plan on having one one day, you <laughs> yeah. know, and then and then our shop's not there by the time you go, or we've 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 changed the we've changed the designs. I mean, you know, yeah. you can never be too sure about That's right. these get, things. Get it now, and then work on the baby. And then one day, if the baby's <laughs> like, "Was I a mistake?" You can be like, "No, I to look at the look at the date. I purchased this force material onesie." <laughs> that's great. So oh, that's good. that we could salvage yeah. your. Uh, you know, a fragile relationship with a with a young yeah. with a, with your child at some point in the future. Y- you may end up selling that baby off for drinking money. You <laughs> might sell that baby for drinking money. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you might end up, uh, uh, you know, a penniless, uh, <laughs> you know, junker in a in a in a in a junkyard in Chiku. It's up to you. It's your call. But I mean, I don't think the onesie's going to hurt, and I don't think it's going to speed up that process. No. So, anyway. I'm Rowan Williams. I'm Baz McAllister. And we wish you a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, R2. 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 R2